Hi there, I'm Jason. And I'm Joseph. And this is the Infinity Cast, where we spill the tea on Marvel and pop culture. This week, we're discussing WandaVision Episode 6, all-new Halloween Spooktacular. So let's get into it with the recap. Now in a late 1990s, early 2000s setting, Wanda wants to spend the boys' first Halloween together as a family, but Vision tells her that he is going to patrol the streets with the neighborhood watch. Pietro offers to step in as a father figure and takes Tommy and Billy trick-or-treating, causing some trouble with his super speed, which Tommy is shown to have inherited as well. Wanda is skeptical about Pietro because he looks different, but he assures her that he is really her brother. He later reveals that he knows Wanda is controlling the town, and he is okay with it. He asks Wanda how she did it, but she says she doesn't know. She only remembers her grief. Meanwhile, Vision explores further away from their house and finds the residents on the further streets of Westview standing frozen in place, including Agnes. Vision speaks to Agnes's real self, and she tells him that he is dead, and Wanda is controlling them before Vision restores her to her trance state. During the commercial break, we get an ad for Yo Magic Yogurt. Outside Westview, Hayward is preparing Sword to attack Wanda, but Monica, Darcy, and Jimmy warn him against antagonizing Wanda as it would only make things worse and start a war that they cannot win. The director orders them thrown out of the sword base for questioning his authority, but they sneak back inside to figure out what he is hiding. They hack into his computer and discover that he has been tracking Vision's vibranium signature. They also find that he has Monica's blood work, which reveals that her cells are changing on a molecular level as a result of going through the boundary twice. Darcy stays behind while Monica and Jimmy go to meet a friend to help Monica get back in the hex. Vision tries to push through the static wall, but he begins to disintegrate. Darcy begs Hayward to help Vision, but he handcuffs her to a car instead. Billy senses that Vision is dying and tells Wanda, who expands the hexagonal static wall. Vision, Darcy, and several sword agents are enveloped into her reality by the new boundary. So maybe this is how we get our mutants. This is how we do it. Everyone's changing and change uh, on a genetic level. I mean, technically, it's mutating their bodies. Monica is, I mean, has already gone through that. There was something I caught in my second viewing in the field itself that looked exactly like the logo on her outfit in the comics. Like it was, it was just like a projection in the in the red noise field that looked like that starburst that's on her chest. So I'm like. All right, maybe that's how. Like she's gonna get her powers pretty soon. Yeah, I feel like if she goes back in one more time, she's. And we know she is. She's definitely going in. She has to go rescue Darcy, who's gonna be who knows what now. I think anyone in that field possibly might get mutations, and we might get like hundreds of people. If it keeps expanding, then like well, the birth of mutanthood is coming from New Jersey, where we always knew it would come from. You're, you're not from New York. I, I'm allowed this opinion. It's okay for me. <laughs> Obviously, a lot happened. I Obviously, Hayward is into something, and we don't know what. It was emailed to, to Jimmy. Did you happen to catch the name on that file? It was cataract. What are cataracts? Things that cloud your vision. They block vision. Dun, dun, dun. So there is stuff going on with all that. It's fascinating. I can't, I can't wait to see what this ends up being. Just the fact that he's tracking vision. Like, vision is very specifically what Hayward is after. Yeah, so he, they did something to vision. They did something to vision. When they had him, it was like they were weaponizing him. Okay, I definitely am down with that now. I don't know if Hayward is the biggest bad of this whole thing because this episode definitely brought me like to be a little bit less wary of Agnes because I feel like if she was, if this is who she was, she was just as scared as everybody else. You know, like what I was originally starting to conjecture was that Agnes was like a minion of Mephisto and like you know, like charged with like getting Wanda. And that's why she was scared in the other times. And that's what the thing was, is that 
she had to do a job. And now that the kids are born, you know, that her job is done, but she still has to like push Wanda to increase her powers more for whatever Mephisto's needs are. So, okay. Um, but her reaction when vision unclouded her eyes and her mind, like she was just a regular person who was like, Hey, you're an Avenger. What's an Avenger? And up until the dead part, like they, it was just very, very basic. Like she wasn't, uh, she was a victim. She just vibed as a victim. Another one of Wanda's little, you know, like puppets. No one leaves. Wanda won't even let us think about it. Mm-hmm. So that's pretty telling. We wondered if maybe like Norm was thinking or referencing a different female, but no, it's he was definitely talking about Wanda. Yeah, unless unless it's all a ruse, unless Agnes is like trying to manipulate Vision the same way she was manipulating him about Monica, you know, unless it's all a frame job and she's still doing the thing because when she was screaming the whole you're dead thing and, and laughing maniacally, I mean, that was a little off. That was the thing that like, OK, there's still something. But if you're having a mental breakdown with all this new information, I get that. So that has an explanation. I just don't know what what this is going to be now. It's so weird. And Pietro acting like, oh, yeah, I am the guy. Like, I am your brother. I'm just played by a different guy. Like, okay, is this just done for a goof? Again, is this like actor drama or is this, where is this going? Is this, is this still mislead? What's up? As far as I'm concerned, Pietro knows too much to be real. He seems to possess the same kind of self-awareness, maybe even more so than the kids. Yeah, whatever, whatever was kind of giving the kids a little bit of a heads up is what gave him a heads up too. So there's still another force and we still don't know what started this. So Pietro asked, but she did not give an answer. I'm not a stranger. I'm your brother. sounds like the thing a stranger opposing as your brother would say. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) But are we going to get the original actor to come in as her brother to replace that? And that's even in a dream sequence. I I don't think so. I think Aaron Taylor Johnson's not going to be appearing in this one. Well, we got this. We got the kids with their powers. We got Wicked and Speed. Adorable. They deserve their own spinoffs. Yeah, you know, I didn't have uh, an opinion on the kids last week because I thought they were kind of generic. I really like those two kid actors in this episode. Yeah, they were really great in this. Like, th- those are two good actors, and they look great in their little Halloween costumes of their of their of their speedster and magical cells. I dug up. Oh, my God. Especially Wicca. My God. All of the costumes were so, so good. And I really liked the excuse for Wanda and Vision. A Sokovian fortune teller and a Mexican wrestler. Perfect. Nailed it. Thank you. Thank you, Marvel. Thank you. I wondered how they were going to reference that. That was beautifully done. And who would have thought Malcolm in the Middle? of all? You know, you and I have been listening to sitcoms, trying to figure out what the 90s one was going to be. Malcolm in the Middle was so far left I had no clue. It wasn't even on my radar. I forgot that that show existed. My God. That was such a Malcolm in the Middle intro. The main theme even had like a They Might Be Giants vibe. It it really nailed it. No, it really did. And even the kids like talking kind of to camera was very reminiscent of Malcolm in the Middle. Yeah, my God. It was like it was a perfect way of doing that. So that we're just working towards the confessional of the next leap, I think. And Malcolm in the Middle is an early 2000s show. But like this era seems to be somewhat late 90s early 2000s yeah i'd say that even the filmmaking itself was late 90s early 2000s which which would explain we're going in half centuries a half decades rather we're going in half decades so like the first episode was late 50s early 60s then it was late 60s early 
seventies and it was late seventies, early eighties, and like so we bounced around that way. We didn't bounce around like the complete decade. We bounced around almost like that, the half. This was a this was a minor detail, but it's related. Did you happen to catch the title, the two titles of the movies that were playing at the theater that Wanda and Pietro passed? Yeah, The Incredibles and The Parent Trap. Both are superhero families and uh, twins replacing other twins. Yep, and The Parent Trap came out in 1998, and Incredibles came out in 2004, and this is approximately the era that this episode takes place in. So between 1995 and 2005, there we go. It's it's the half that was just throwing me off a little bit about the 80s episode. I'm like, this this also vibes a little bit of the 90s, but now it makes sense. Like that's why it was late 80s, early 90s. Um, also, Jimmy Woo was so great to see him freaking kick some ass today. He went from Jimmy Woo to Jimmy Whoa. Thank you for that. He is not just a softball league man. Oh no no no, he's a man of action like. I feel like he definitely didn't get snapped away because he is he feel I feel like he's needed the time to like become like a badass and also like learn magic. Yeah, no, he, he's been there the whole time dealing with shit. He would have mentioned it. He would have been something like him and him and Monica would have talked about. And maybe that conversation is still forthcoming. But I, I feel like he's he was still here. He was he's been here the whole time. And they got away, right? They got past the field. Yeah, no, they did. So did Hayward. And the entire time that field was expanding, I was just like, oh, please get Hayward. Please get Hayward. Please get Hayward. Get him. Eat him. Eat him. Devour him. Rip him apart. Chew him alive. Just want to see him turn into a clown. Yeah, all those, all his poor men. Oh, yeah, yeah. The entire base is now a circus. Literally. It's pretty It's pretty funny, though. No, it was adorable. I'm. I'm it's just poor fucking Darcy. It's like, come on, you seriously? <laughs> I hope it turns her into a broke waitress. That would be such a meta reference. Yeah, that would be great. That'd be fucking great. I don't want to sympathize with Hayward very much because I am team fuck Hayward forever. Uh, but he is clearly got some PTSD from the snap. He's terrified. I mean, that's the thing. Like at first I thought he was going to be the villain, but I think he's literally really truly responding in, in pure terror. You could see, like, the actor in the first episode that we saw him in, he was like, he was charming. He was kind of humble. He's like, I'm doing my best I can. You should have been here, you know, all this stuff. But then as soon as we get down to brass taxes, it starts to evolve. His hair starts getting more messed. The, the, the wild look in his eyes starts getting more wilder. It's not just supervillain. It's pure terror. You know, like he's screaming into that microphone. Is anyone here? Is anyone, anyone, please? Like, Jesus, like he's freaking out. I'm not sympathizing with him because, again, like you, I'm, I'm fuck team Hayward forever. But no, like he is literally responding with fear. When he changed the sword from like space and exploration to like sentient thing, I think that's the whole project. I mean, I think Vision represents that. They, they told us that from the beginning. So if they're weaponizing Vision to create a new Ultron or whatever that their plan is for to weaponize him and that technology, that's, that's his decision probably as a re- complete response to Thanos. Yeah, and he definitely seems to have a grudge against superpowered individuals. Yeah, and he, he's him. Him and Zemo can have a have a convention of a support group. Yeah, superheroes shouldn't be allowed to exist, apparently. Even though they also saved the planet and reversed the snap. Yeah, but no one, no one, no, no one cares about that. It was a pretty low blow. Him bringing up Carol and Maria. Yeah, fuck, fuck him. Like I thought, like no matter how scared he is or how rationalized he is, at the end of the day, I really hope someone with superpowers punches him really hard because because that's that's always the thing like uh, you know whether it's secretary ross or or zemo or or hayward 
They're all looking after the same thing. Oh, look at the damage they caused. Yeah, they caused as collateral damage while trying to save the fucking world from people who are really trying to do it damage. Like, you don't look at that. You don't look at the fact that, yeah, Scarlet Witch might have accidentally blown up a floor of a building instead of letting an entire people below detonate instead of the civilian population. Either way, you're screwed. So it's, it's, I always hate when they like use that because it's like, oh, okay, you know, look at the bad damage. Yeah, what about the good shit that happened? Like, or that stuff was a direct result of another person's problems. Hate supervillains. Hate on them more than you hate the superheroes. But we don't see that. No one talks about that. Fucking GOP. Did you catch the quick reference of Kick-Ass? I caught that. They were both in that movie. Me as a big fan of Kick-Ass was like, wow, they really did that. I, I, that that got me to like open my mouth and be like, they fucking said that kick-ass both both fucking actors were in kick-ass they pull away from it really quickly but it's just a very fun quick reference it really was it was just just, but i was still so surprised it's so blatant it's right there do you think that this commercial kind of breaks the infinity stones theory or do you think it still holds yeah i i was looking at it i'm like what the fuck but it could be the soul stone that's what i thought as well so it was like if, if i were to associate this to any one of them i would say this is the soul stone that that was my first inclination to that and it, the trauma is still survivor's guilt we're all still there because that's what the soul stone does it gives you survivor's guilt not that she's associated with the soul stone at all but it's still represent and she does have survivor's guilt i bet from being the one you know after vision died and her brother died and her parents died and yeah life kind of sucks for poor wanda i did sort of uh see a parallel between that kid in the commercial dying because he couldn't break the seal and vision dying when he tries to break the seal in the episode and exit the force field yeah that was that was a really rough scene to watch that vision's just really trying to help the people like he's still a superhero He's still trying, but all, he he was just pushing through and dying. All of his parts being ripped apart. Yeah, literally getting torn apart. And all he wanted to do was tell people that the, the people needed help. Yeah, but that, I think that proves he is dead. He's not. He can't exist outside that realm. He can't. He he is he is still dead. Yeah, I mean, he survived better than I thought he would survive. I legitimately thought he would exit and just topple over. Yeah, well, the field is still there. Like that—that's what you saw. That—that that was the whole thing. The field was struggling to, to keep him inside, and he was struggling to push out. But the field was like, "No, you're not allowed to exist out there. So we're just going to expand. We're just going to expand, and we're just going to keep pulling you back, pulling parts of you back, um, until there was no more. And then he went down. And I think that 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 was like, "All right, we're done. <laughs> you're you're dead now." And then the field expanded to allow him to exist in it again and and repaired him, but. He is he is a dead he is a dead synthoid. Yeah, it's not looking good for him. And I, I, I don't know how many times I can take seeing Vision die, you know? And there's gotta be at least one more coming at the end of the show, so uh. not gonna be I mean, like I don't know what the how she's gonna magically twix her fingers to like get vision back permanently. Cause I don't think that, that it's just not possible. Yeah, I the prognosis for Vision is is not looking great. The theories about like oh, this is just another version of Vision or, you know, they repaired Vision or any other thing. It's, it's gone. We saw we saw the real Vision and he's a pile of junk. And I think the Mind Stone might be real. Maybe she fixed the Mind Stone. Maybe that's what this all is. And so that's what's allowing him to, to exist independently from this somehow. But that's the most I got. 
is that the Mind Stone is real. She embedded it in his dead carcass, and that's allowing him to exist a little bit. But he's still just a ghost of his former self, literally. Uh, speaking of dead carcasses, uh, the dead Flash on Pietro. Yeah, but that that's just an illusion. We know she didn't get his body. Yeah, and it's a it's I mean it's clearly a different body, but it was it. I hate those jump scares. I they they disturb me every time. Me, I'm used to them because I'm a, I'm a horror freak. But they, in this show, they disturb me because you never know when the, you're not watching an intentional horror movie. You're watching a sitcom, and then that pops up, and you're just like, ah, fucking bastards. He was cute though. I loved even Peters in this role. Like he was he was really the the uh, guest star uncle was perfectly. He nailed that role. Oh yeah, no, I mean com- completely. Like he, I am so glad that he's in this. Although I don't think this is going to be his his permanent inclusion in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. No, I don't think so either. Um, but the uh, but hopefully we get him at least for a couple more episodes. Do you think that he is secretly an antagonist, or do you think he's just? I think he's just what um, he was made for. Um, I don't think he's an antagonist, at least self-aware enough. To do. He doesn't have enough information. He may work for someone who's the antagonist. And and still, like, could be Mephisto, could be Nightmare still, it could be Grim Reaper. If it's Grim Reaper, it, I'd be like, based upon the even the thing that you saw in the first episode, it's like, okay, it was there the entire fucking time. It's like, that 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 helmet, that's the Grim Reaper's helmet. So they, they told us in the beginning who was responsible for this. And the more dead people we see coming back to life, the more it could be the Grim Reaper. But before, like last episode, I felt like they were closing down theories. Now this one, I, I figured, reopened up a whole bunch of them again. So now I don't even know. And then I saw, read a, no, not read. I watched a few more things and people started mentioning scroll theories and that it's a scroll agent who was the FBI's. I was thinking maybe, maybe Hayward was a scroll. There's, there's a whole lot of scroll theories. It's like, oh, Jesus. This is. I thought we were consolidating. Now we're expanding again because <laughs> no one knows what the fuck's going on. This felt like the end of the second act and we have three more episodes to go. So that's about right. Cause now all, all the chickens have come on the roost. The, the, the everything's in peril. Vision definitively knows that he probably can't leave. Yeah. And so w- now we have to just solve the last problems and everyone's going to go in for the final save. Monica's going to meet. We're going to find out who she's talking about. So either it's Reed Richards or it's a, you know, one of her scroll friends that she kept in touch with, or it's someone that I can't think of. Honestly, like I hope that she just meets up with whoever it is. And it happens to be John Krasinski as uh, Reed Richards, but it can't be because John Krasinski is already in the show as Jimmy Woo. Hmm. Have you not seen people, uh, reference it's okay so it's a joke because in an episode of the office uh randall park guest stars for one of jim's jokes where he pretends to be jim oh my god i you know it's been so long since i've seen that episode i remember now holy fucking shit you're right i didn't realize that it was fucking jimmy woo fuck damn (laughs) since like since this show started and Jimmy Woo fi- like actually appeared, people on Twitter have been making jokes about how it's so great that John Krasinski is in the Marvel Universe. That's fucking hilarious. <laughs> oh, wow. No, I thank you for explaining that to me. I, I don't think I would have caught that otherwise. It's been a while since I saw that episode. Yeah, go go back and rewatch that scene. It's so it's gold. I love that scene so much. 
they're again it's another thing that they're really hanging a lantern on like oh she's got a guy we're gonna go see this guy this guy's whipped up a thing for her like it's going to be important i i'm really interested to see who it ends up being um pietro really had some of the best lines in the episode i don't know if he's actually mephisto but they definitely want us to kind of think he's mephisto because twice he referenced hell he said unleash hell demon spawns and he was referring to the kids and then later in the episode, he was like, Westview, New Jersey is charming as hell. Yeah, they do. They did give him that kind of demon demon play thing. But I, I still think it's a misdirect because they also mentioned nightmares twice in the whole show, in the whole episode. And it's like, OK, well, how much wordplay are we going to play here? Are we constantly going to read into all that wordplay as as clues? And that's how dire it is. We're all just screaming for any little bit of clues. I'm looking in the background and the chaotic noise and looking for patterns. I mean, we're all looking for tiny little bits and screen caps and things now trying to answer all these questions. Um, and we still have three more weeks until we know for sure. I thought it was really interesting that he called Wanda out on what she's doing with the town and was just like, no, it's cool. I'm, I'm impressed. Yeah. I mean, that's so typical of, of, I think, just like the kind of brotherly connection they're supposed to have. And definitely the trickster version of him that we know from the X-Men movies. It's just like, yeah, man, we like, I'm on your side. Like whatever you, you do, like you do it well. You, you handle the ethical problems pretty well. Yeah. You, you had family stay together, you know, couples together, you know, you know, everyone's kind of the same person deep down inside. You just have better jobs, better haircuts. You're good. You're doing good. How'd you do it? But she really sent him packing when he made the joke about the freaking him dying. Are you afraid your dead husband's going to die twice? Boom. Like, I'm not fucking around with that. I really liked his line. It's a big step from giving people nightmares and shooting red wiggly woos out of your hands. Yeah, that was a great line. <laughs> She's come a long way. She's very powerful. As, as they reminded us, she could have defeated Thanos. Going back to the beginning of the episode for a second, I really enjoyed Vision pointing out that there were no other clothes in his closet, so he had to wear this. <laughs> their their relationship got a little antagonistic it's it, and and the kids obviously brought it up but like you can tell this cold war between them is is a thing right now and the fact that he's like i'm investigating this on my own and i have to lie to you now to do it yeah she was again she was really thrown off and upset by him going off script and and when she realized that he was lying you know, she was like, oh, OK. He's so dead when he comes home. Yeah, no, exactly. Uh, I mean, if that's what she thought, he definitely was kind of dead at the end of the episode. But she saved him in the way she knew how by expanding that field all the way through. Was it still expanding as the episode ended? I'm not sure if it stopped. It was still a hexagon, though. Did you read the uh, or, or hear the theory about the whole Cree? Mm, no. Um, their, their, their entire civilization is based up on hexagons. If you look at all the visuals from the movie that you loathe and thus probably don't remember, they are they, their entire civilization is hexagonal based and they, the transit system that we all use is hexagonal based in in all the movies in the MCU. I mean, yeah, that, that could definitely be related. Could be or it could just be Marvel really loves their hexagons. We have three episodes to figure out which is which. It's, it's kind of crazy that, that we, all the things that we're that we need to have rectified in three 30 to 40 minute episodes. The next episode, I think, might be around the same runtime, but I kind of wonder if the final two episodes are going to be 
like a little more feature length. So I feel like there's a lot we have to wrap up. And what happens when we run out of different eras? Because after this next episode, we're, you know, we are to present day. Yeah, because if that was 2005, the next one's going to be 2005 to 2015. And that's probably going to be the full confessional. I feel like the next episode is going to be her by herself in the in the apartment giving confessionals. Yeah, it seemed like from the trailers that it was kind of like a modern family sort of vibe. Talking directly into the camera, that kind of thing. Yeah, The Office, Parks and Rec, Modern Family. So we have that. And then we have whatever is left over, which I think might be a best of, like maybe schizophrenic going through all the timelines still. Who who knows? We'll see. I'm, I'm kind of just in, in, in shock about where this all this show could go. And then what's the next? We're going to get Black Widow eventually one day. Well, we're getting Falcon and Winter Soldier a, a week, no, two weeks after this ends. And when did that take place? Timeline-wise? I mean, post post Endgame, prob- probably around the same time that this is going on, I would imagine. Did you want to do your quick thoughts on the Falcon and Winter Soldier trailer? Um, I'm extremely excited by it. It's hilarious buddy cop vibe. This is right up my alley. If that energy from the car and Civil War just extends to a full series, and the trailer really shows that it does, um, it, it cannot wait. Agent 13 is going to be in it hopefully in a much bigger role because she deserves it. I always thought her character was like, you were going somewhere and then you didn't go anywhere. All right, all right, all right. But yeah, looks like she's in it. So I just want them all to just have a great time shooting. It looks it looks fun as fuck. So I'm, I'm down with it. Yeah, it's going to be, it looks like it's going to be fun and it looks like it's going to be more of a typical Marvel property. Like it's going to be more in line with like Winter Soldier, Civil War, less fantastic. You have two uh, high concept series like Loki and WandaVision. I think something like this will be quite refreshing to just be like a fun action buddy cop romp. I think it's just like more traditionally conceptualized and it's, it's, it's still going to be like, I'm still looking forward so much to it. It doesn't have to be fantastical. I, I just want some good political Civil War Winter Soldier um, sequels. I'm just really excited for all of it. I'm, I'm here for it. I don't have a single note of like, oh, man, like yet. Like if, if WandaVision somehow derails in the last three episodes, then maybe we'll have some words. Yeah, no, I'm I'm excited for the way that this show is going to wrap up. I'm excited for Falcon and Winter Soldier. It'll be fun talking about that show. It's going to be different but that's kind of the good that's kind of the cool thing about the marvel universe is like you can do so many different genres with it and honestly i'm here for a buddy cop political spy thriller exactly and that's what they do very well so yeah let's see what happens next we got we got four or five weeks until that becomes a thing but we'll be here for it all right so make sure to like subscribe and please tell your friends you can follow us on instagram and twitter at InfinityCast, spelled infinite a cast and you can email us at infinitycast at gmail.com until next time i'm jason and i'm joseph and we'll see you guys next week